husband. Yes, wife. Let's read the Bible. But we're atheists. Why would we want to do such a thing? Because we live in small town USA and everyone around us quotes this thing extensively and we have no idea how to respond? That's true. Neither of us grew up with religion, yet Christianity is playing a huge part in our country's politics. We're not scholars or academics, so sacrilegious discourse is our first take reaction. And this feed houses our reading of the book of Genesis, and each subsequent book will get its own separate feed too. Why are we separating each book? Not all podcast platforms allow access to older episodes. This will ensure our listeners don't lose access to any of our previously released material. You can find our most recent episodes on our main channel, Sacrilegious Discourse. That's right. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. So, do you remember what we talked about last time? Uh, no. Oh my god. Okay. So, um, we talked about how Abram and Lot split their land and, um, how they had servants, <coughs> slaves. Got it. Got it. Okay. And, oh, and we were very disappointed that, um, it's not good yet. Right. Well, we may continue with disappointing ideas about this book <laughs> i thought you were gonna be positive and say something hopeful no but you know what maybe we should give hope for the people that are listening that think we're going to end up being converted should we give them hope i don't like to lie <laughs> <laughs> but hey you know if you've liked this you know podcast so far you should definitely subscribe to it because you know we'd love to have you back next week even though this is a shitty book yeah and the week after, and the week after, and the week after. Because hopefully you don't think we're shitty. <laughs> That'd be great. Right. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, es- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is patreon it's a place where you can show your support for our podcast and just our podcast any podcast or any <laughs> performer but you know we're the ones that you know you're listening to right now so maybe you should uh, you know support us that'd be awesome that would be awesome but we love you anyway so all you got to do is go to patreon look up sacrilegious discourse it's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there so head on over and send us some love yeah Okay, Genesis 14, oh, Abram God. rescues Lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just split up. And I know, right? And everybody needs rescuing? Yeah. Womp womp. About this time, war broke out in the region. Now we're getting somewhere. Oh, right, war. King. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the right thing oh, to cheer for. okay, all right. Well, I just was thinking, you know, it's exciting. Something <laughs> exciting is happening. War. Although the last time that there was warring people... There was a rapey thing that happened. Well, and God, like, killed everybody. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe not so good. Let's not cheer for war. Right. (laughs) King Amraphel of Babylonia, King Arioch of Elisar, King 
Kedor Lamer <laughs> of Elam and King Tidal of Goyim fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Bersha of Gomorrah, King Shinab of Adma, King Shemabir of Zeboim, <laughs> and the King of Bela, also called Zoar. Good God, at some point we should count up how many names have been dropped in the first, like, 15 chapters. And how many I captured. Like, wait, well, that's all of them. <laughs> Except maybe Lot. Yeah. And, I don't know. I like Peleg. Peleg. <laughs> the second group of kings joined forces in Siddim Valley, that is, the Valley of the Dead Sea. For 12 years, they had been subject to King Kedolamur, but in the 13th year... They rebelled against him. The 13th year of what? After the flood? After, no, the 13th year after um, 12 years of being subject to him. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and after 12 years, they were like, Got it. I Got had it. enough of this shit. Okay, all right. One year later, Kedar Lamar and his allies arrived and defeated the Raphaites at Ashtaroth Karnam, the Zuzites at Ham. The Emites at Sheva Kiriathim. I think we just need to rewrite this whole damn thing and rename everything so that it's not, like, stupid. And the Horites at Mount Seir. Damn Horites. <laughs> as far as Elperon at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpat, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalekites. And also the Amorites living in Hazazon Tamar. Look, there was Amorites. <laughs> and Menentites. <laughs> then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, and Bela. I think you should call it Zeboinga. <laughs> Sorry. Also called Zoar. This is hard enough without you cutting me off all the time. That's <laughs> what I'm here for to interrupt you and make you fuck up. Anyway, all those rebel kings prepared for battle in the Valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kader Lamar of Elam, King Tidal of Goyim, King Amraphel of Babylonia, and King Arioch of Elisar. Four kings against five. I mean, that really sums it up. As it happened, I just said that, right? Yeah, yeah. Four kings fought five kings. Yeah, exactly. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits, and as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. Have you ever seen a tar pit? It's a pit of tar. I know, but like, there's always tar pits in movies and stuff, and I've never seen a tar pit. And why is it there? Why don't we have tar pits? I want a tar pit. <laughs> what would you do with a tar pit? I don't know. I mean, is that where you throw your trash? Like, is that what they're talking about? I mean, it seems like it's like so this endless void of things that just sucks down into it, right? So yeah. it'd be great. Yeah. 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 It's like and a trash compactor. <laughs> you just throw all your dead bodies that people you murdered <laughs> along with alligators and right. recyclables. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. Ooh, burn. Wouldn't that be considered spoils of war? Yeah. Like, isn't, does it have to be? I mean, I don't know. It's like they're saying they took, they broke into my house and they took all my jewelry and my milk. Right. That's two separate things. Okay. I mean, they took all of my priceless paintings and a bag of sugar. 
Okay. All right. It's different. Okay. So the spoils of war and the food supplies. Got it. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew, who lived in Sodom and carried and carried off everything he owned. You are terrible. I am terrible. But one of Lot's men's men's <laughs> one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove, belonging to Mamre the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives, Eskol and Aner, were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318, precisely 318, trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedar Lamar's army until he caught up with them at Dan. Okay. I just It's funny to me how quickly everything progresses because they just showed up and apparently he has trained armies with them now too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just all these things just come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's weird. But I mean, the, if you think about it, like for 12 going on 13 years now, they've been living in this war zone. Okay. And so I'm sure that <coughs> this wasn't something that he was unprepared for. Okay. Like when you start training up some people to protect your ass. Yeah, probably. So it just didn't tell us that part. Right, right. But I'm sure they didn't appear out of nowhere. Okay. All right. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kedar Lamar's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. Hmm. <sighs> rapey. Mm-hmm. So fucking rapey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, really, that's just well, I mean, grotesque. It's It's... Just something that keeps happening in the Bible. And it's just like, you know, all their slaves and women. Well, and sometimes God's like, you know, planning on it. I know. Grotesque. Just grotesque. This is unbearable. Okay. Um, Next section. Melchizedek blesses Abram. After Abram... More witchcraft? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After Abram returned from his victory over Kedar Lamar and all his allies... The king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shava, that is, the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, shut up, the king of Salem and a priest of God, most high, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with his blessing, as opposed to blessing him with his curse. Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high who has defeated your enemies for you. Didn't God already bless whatever Abram? Like, Abram was supposed to be like the rock star, right? Yeah. So, like, does he need more blessings? I don't really understand how blessings work because, like, if you tell God bless you, aren't you saying, like, bestow goodness upon yourself god but like god already has all the goodies that like i don't i don't really understand the language i don't don't understand the intended message right i'm probably being nitpicky but like words matter to me sure and it's hard to distinguish what they're talking about because there was some like witchcraftery stuff going on back then like was there well yeah remember we talked about how um People were cursing people and stuff and and all that. Like, there was some weird shit going on. You're right. You're right. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had received. 
So he won a bunch of spoils of war and slaves and women's and... So he didn't just give it back. He just, he kept it for himself. And then, and then he, he gave, gave a little bit some of it to some other dude that blessed him. The king guy. So he wasn't really like nice. He kept it all. I mean, he is I. I guess. We don't know that. I, I'm just saying like he didn't keep it all. Right. Because this guy came and was like... He gave like, up a tenth of it. Bless you. But he certainly didn't return it to the people. So basically like if he won $100, he gave dude $10. But he didn't return it to the people. Right. He returned a, returned a tenth king. of it to one king. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you're right. I see your face. That's gross. <laughs> you're right. Bad math. Right. The king of Sodom said to Abram, give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Aner, Eskel, and Mamre. Okay. I guess. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to see the math on this and see what happened. Well, and not only that, but there's so many names that I'm not familiar with that are difficult that I don't even know who the good guys are and what team each one is on. Right. You have to sit down with like a spreadsheet and like a map and like. Yeah. Pencil I mean, and paper. It. This requires like some serious research. It's too hard because who even cares? Right. Not me. Right. That's the end of chapter 14. Okay. Well, we'll see you in a minute. Genesis chapter 15, a son promised to Abram. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. Again with the rock star. Is this like Zoom for uh, God times? Because <laughs> I, like, I mean, God sometimes comes down and talks to him. But he, he's like, he just showed up in a vision. So it's, this is like the Zoom call. of Or like on his watch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliza of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. That sounds like a good deal for that servant. I know, I'm right? Like, mm, that sounds good. Maybe the servant is poisoning them, and that's why they can't have kids. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting all that wealth... Like, damn. Hell yeah. I'd be like, don't have no kid? Okay, I want this shit. But, like, we don't believe in poisoning Right, people, right. Yeah. Just to be clear. But this was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so old poison is good, but No, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that there's a lot of norms back then that, were you different. know. Yeah. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. So infinity. Damn. And Abram believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. I mean, you know what? If the Lord gave me a bunch of freaking treasures and then told me I was going to be blessed and a rock star. Right. I would be like, God is great. Yeah. yeah but he's still complaining. He's like, I, I need an heir to give all my wealth to. I know. It's not fair. It's not fair. God, I hate Cause this guy. Because a man 
as a descendant is very, very important. Yes. Very. It's the most. Yeah. Yeah. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of your of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, Oh, sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? Damn, he questioned in the Lord. Right? What's he doing here? I don't know, but that sounds risky. Right? The Lord told him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. <laughs> what the hell? And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> I mean, that's animals. So Abram presented all these to him and killed them. What? That is just grotesque. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. Okay. What even is happening here? I don't know. This is trans- I'd be very disturbed if I saw some dude cutting things in half and laying them open for This is nothing. a scary story all of a sudden. The war was bad but boring. The rape was as expected, but all of a sudden we're doing like way too much sacrifice and it's just I don't care for it. Right. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Jesus Christ, this is just I don't even know. Then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land while they, where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought he was helping them dude out. But, he continued, I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. What? Oh, this is, this is like an... Uh... They're alluding to the, the Jewish community. Like, right. This is the, the Jews, right? Yeah. He's alluding to that. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, I'm going to punish the nation that enslaves them and they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land for the sims of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. Hmm. Oh my God! So wait, he already knows he's gonna destroy. It. He already he already knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, and your he's not doing people, anything to help. Your descendants are gonna be oppressed as slaves for four hundred years, what the and hell? I'm perfectly okay with that. Right? Just don't even sweat it, because after four hundred years, I will punish those people. Dude's like all powerful. Yeah, and he's just gonna let this shit happen. Yep. Because there's probably some sort of a quote unquote lesson. Yeah. I'm you sure. You know what? I don't like these lessons. <laughs> right? They're bullshit lessons. They are bullshit. Because you know what? That's a lot of rape. Yeah. 400 years of rape. Right. I and mean, forced labor. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's gross. But I mean, like, I can't even say anything because the dude that is being cursed to have his descendants be slaves, he himself is a slave owner. Right. So it's yeah. like, I can't even. And I he's fucking rich. Even. I know. Like. But not He's for got long. no worries. Not for long, apparently. Maybe. I don't know. I thought he was going to be happy oh, his whole gonna, life and die yeah. at a ripe old age. Yeah, it'll only be his So it's not going to affect him. It's only yeah. going to affect his future. Let me ask you this. So God comes down and is like, hey, guess what? Your kids are going to hate it, but you'll be fine. I'd be like, is there any way around this? Or wouldn't you be like, thanks for telling me, but I didn't fucking need to know? Or like maybe, what if I gave up all my wealth to you? 
right. in order to save my future generations. Would that right. help things? Because I don't really want them to be slaves for 400 years. Yeah, yeah. But if there is no way out of this, why are you even just telling me? Like, that in and of itself disallows me from enjoying what I have. Like, that's torture. And he questions no him about reason. some things, but he's not questioning him about his people being slaves for 400 years. Well, he is asleep, to be fair. Okay. This is happening oh, in the a dream. Oh, it's another Zoom call? Yeah, it's a Zoom call. Okay, all right. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Raphaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites, and Menentites, am I right? <laughs> you already said, yeah. I know, but it'll never get old. Right. So, but so the, he's basically talking about the Middle East, which is still not Christian. Right. I mean, there is some Christian presence there, but not Has in that 400 any... years passed yet? Well, one would think. <laughs> I mean, we're in 2000. Because we're before Jesus right now, right? Yeah, we're pre-J, so... so. But you would think that since that's already passed, because it, it obviously has, right? That that would all be Christian land out there. Well, I mean, this is because God Christianity. Prom- I know. It would be well, all okay, Jewish, Jewish land. land. Okay, okay. Either way. So it should all be Jewish land. But it's not. It's not even is, close to that. Is it a little bit? No. What is it? It's Islamic. Huh. It's well, pretty I mean, much all Islamic states out there. I don't want to like bash I, Islam or anything like that. I mean, there is. There is Israel, which I think is what they've claimed as their hold in the Middle East. But what he's describing is from Egypt to the Euphrates. And I believe the Euphrates is to the east of Egypt, which would be not like Israel and stuff. And that'd be a large swath of land. So basically, are the Jews at this point, like, I'm sorry, I'm really ignorant. But are the Jews at this point like, all right, could we just have Israel then? I guess. I don't know. I mean, but it's not what was promised. No, it's not. It's not. That's sadness. It's sadness, but it also disproves the word of God. Right. Because he didn't hold it. I mean, he didn't he, hold his promise. His prophecy did not come true. Right. As, unless, as written in the Bible. Unless it did later and then they lost it again. We haven't. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. We're only in Genesis. Okay. All Maybe right. 400 years pass and they get it right quick, but then God's like, pulls the football out from under them like Lucy and Charlie Brown. And right. it's like, I gave it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. That's the end of that chapter. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, do you have any, I don't got anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't got anything. I'm just kind of flabbergasted at the, all the, the blessing and the cursing and the, um, your kids are going to suck it. And yeah. Like, that's just... Some pretty heavy shit. Yeah, it's very dark. Yeah. Who reads this to their children? I mean, <laughs> lots of people. Like, okay. And but God... remember, they have the good, friendly, family, kid Bible versions. Okay, so. but this is supposed to be a book for the ages. And, like, I read some pretty heavy shit, but this is, like... 
supposed to be a family book, right? And so you're just reading your kid to sleep and you're like, and God told him to cut those animals in half and then he did. But it's not really supposed to be a family book because as it was written years ago, it was writ written in Aramaic and it was not even read by anybody except for scholars because they were not expecting the masses to actually understand anything in the book. They were supposed to be told what to think from these passages. So this is basically like a history book or whatever, a record that Christians, what, are like claiming as a family novel now? Not novel, but like... I don't like, think they're claiming... Awesome. No, I don't think they're claiming it's a family book. There's, there's, There are children's Bibles which are written in a much di much more digestible Yeah, and leave out method. all the rape and torture. Sure, sure. Which is, to me, thus far, a large portion of what this is about. Well, if that was the first book that these kids were introduced to, they'd probably be turned off from Christianity and, and you know, Judaism. Okay, but it's almost like... It's almost like writing a child's version of Silence of the Lambs. Right. Like, no, that that doesn't work. Or, like, a kid's bop version of the song WAP. Like, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Right, right. Okay, I think that's all I have. All right, well, we'll see everybody next week. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We release our podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. So... We'll see you on the next Tuesday or Thursday that we release our podcast because we record these ahead of time and I'm not sure which one this falls on. So really, basically, you could have just skipped all of that and just have. said, see you next time. I sure could have. But you know what? what? I didn't. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.